This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Today we're going to talk a lot, kids. We're going to talk a lot about light. We're going to talk a lot about light. So I'm going to come down here. I'm going to come down front. And a wonderful family is going to come down and light the Advent candles as I talk about them. Constance family first appearance on stage here. So there you guys go. There you go. So, so kids, it's a story, the Christmas story. I ask you to think. You can go ahead and light off all these four, and then we'll save this last one. This is the newest addition here. So I'm our youngest member of New Church Live right here. You know, we're going to talk today about a story of light. A story of light. Because kids, you know, does, does darkness get a little scary sometimes? A little bit. A little bit. And yet this is a time when even though the world had been dark and it had been a big challenge, that, that, that God came and he said, look, let there be light. And I love this part of the story. I love this part of the story. You know, for Christians throughout history, they were trying to figure out a way to tell the Christmas story. And they said, look, we tell it by talking about four lights. And we all carry those lights. And the lights are peace, hope, Joy and love. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, that light and how that light can like come alive in our lives. Give these wonderful folks a round of applause for coming forward. <laughs> so much of this is that idea that, as this slide says, that there's a tender, lo- a tender love, a vulnerable love, that's alive and at work in our lives. You know, and that idea of that vulnerable love, that tender love that's alive and at work in our lives, so incredibly important to understand it and to see it and to, and to really get what that means in our life. And it's, and it's a tender, vulnerable love because it's just like a little flame. If you're in a dark room, that little flame can be so important. If you're in a little dark world, that flame can be so important. And we're very fortunate now to have our story. And our story is going to be told. This is our first time doing this at Kids Live. Our story is actually going to be told by the kids. So we're going to have a narrator over here. And we're going to have the shepherds over here. So please give them a warm round of applause as they come on up here, folks. Now, as the kids get ready, as the kids get ready, I want us all to just take a breath and to just think for a minute about the context of this beautiful story. And this story takes place way out at night, and the narrator's going to be reading here, and then there's shepherds, and they're just doing their shepherd thing right over there on the carpet. They're just doing their little shepherd thing over there. And I need to say they all look like Jedi warriors to me over there, just saying. And that's, and that's where our story starts. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own town to register. 
So Joseph also went to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and he was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those who whom his savior rests when the angel had when the angels had left them and gone into heaven the shepherds said to one another let's go to bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the lord has told us about so they hurried off and found mary and joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger when they had seen him they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who had heard it was amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured upon all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were they had told, which they had been told. Luke 2. As the band comes out for a middle song there, just the simple power of that story, the simple power of that light. And, and it's a story that, you know, we retell every year because every year that story just becomes more and more powerful. It, it means more and more. That idea of these people who are just out, out and about doing their thing, and yet they saw these images again and again and again. And that's where we're into our next song, which you are more than welcome to sing along with the New Church Live Band. And that idea of Holy Night, and we look, guys, we look at that night, and we take a look at the picture of of what it was. You know, let's just take a look at that picture for a second. The beauty of that. The innocence, the peace, the joy, the sound of a baby crying. I mean, even that, right? Like, think, that was the sound. And the hope right there, the hope right there. Now, kids, every Christmas Eve, it's mostly a kid's service, but I like to talk to mom and dad for about five minutes. So, kids, can I have five minutes with mom and dad to talk here? This is the mom and dad part of it. That question of what can this mean in our life, I think so much it comes down to the difference. What did this all mean? I think it comes down to the difference between these two words. Invoke versus evoke. Could we say the evoke word together? Ready? Evoke. There's this idea, right, of life and power and things that are invoked. In other words, things which we are pushed to do. But this is about evoking something in us. 
That's why the story's this way. That's why this is such the story that captures exactly how God works. Not a God who speaks of trumpets from the mountaintops, but a God who speaks quietly, born as an infant, pulling something out of us. That's what evoking is all about. It's what what does this pull out of us? Because I think, as this next slide shows, it's, it's not just about having Christmas and having a time where we're not just moved, but I have you say the last two words there, not just moved, but moved to. What are you going to let Christmas move you to this year? I mean, it's wonderful. It's so important for us to gather and to, and to feel those, those things that move us and to hear Beautiful songs sound by amazing musicians and to see the, the sweet innocence of the, of the kids reenacting the shepherd's story. And then the question becomes, what are we moved to? And I want to tell you kids, it's not always big stuff. I mean, even today, I was, our family always goes out, we either do bowling or a hike. And today we chose a hike on Christmas Eve. So we went and did a hike, and I come out of the hike, I knew I had to be here, I was in a little bit of a rush, and, and there's a man standing right in the parking lot, and we're up at Tyler State Park, which has about 1.5 million parking lots. And the guy's like, I can't find my car. And I'm like, hey! Some days it stinks to be a pastor, because I know, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. And those of you who were here last week, last week, know the humor of this. Last week, you know, somebody came up to me asking for something in the city, and I just went, don't talk to me now. And I always have to smile because God never, listen carefully to this, God doesn't give us the answer. Dagbone it, he gives us the opportunity. God doesn't give us the answer, he gives us the opportunity. So through gritted teeth, I said, may I help you? And then through gritted teeth, I'd say, may I drive you to find your car? And we found it. Folks, those are the moments I think of Christmas. Those are the moments that are about the deep meaning where we're not just moved, but moved too. Where we quiet ourselves enough to allow something to be evoked. And see, see, the word evoked means there's something, please listen carefully, there's something already in you. That's why you're here tonight. Because you know this story is true. It's about something in your heart. A vulnerable love that God seeks to breathe life into that become, can become alive and at work in our lives. Now, for the last take-home part, I'd ask us to think this. So I'd ask us all to stand up for a second. We got this from Scarlett Lewis. We did it with the teenagers when they were all here. So, so Scarlett Lewis, for those of you who don't know, wonderful mom. She, she had lost someone very precious to her in Newtown, Connecticut. She's spoken here a number of times. And literally, I've seen her do it. So she has this thing where she says, I'm going to strike my courage pose. And literally, I saw her do it off. And just like, all right, those of you who are here can remember this. So kids, what I want all of you to do, and I want you to make sure your parents do it too, I want you just to take a second, second and just do a courage pose for me. Ready? Let's go. There we go. Excellent. A highly courageous audience it is. Charles, you look exceptional out there. Very good. Now, be seated for a second. There's this question about what courage is. 
Courage is where your heart lives, what it literally means. It's about understanding what spiritual power really is. And I'm going to show you just a short little new church definition. Spiritual power is the power to desire the well-being of others. It's that power. Like, that's where we are all powerful. That's where we're not only moved, but moved to. And it's not just desiring the well-being of those we like this Christmas. It's about how do we expand the circle of compassion, the circle of our heart, out. Because Jesus just didn't stay in that manger. That light and that love, as I come down, that light and that love grew. And that light and that love, and the light's going to be passed right down here, that light started to pass its way down from the heavens down to earth. And then that light made it all the way down. And we're going to have another family come forward to light the last candle. And that light came down. Like, like just, just think about that, folks. That light came down. No amount of darkness can ever distinguish that light. And any little bit of light any little bit of light begins to extinguish the darkness. And here's our second youngest new member of New Church Live down here to light the last candle. You know, and just think about what that light can be. Precious people. Precious moms, precious dads, precious new sweet additions coming into the world. Where we get a sense to see and understand what that light is in our lives and to welcome it. And what we can happen is this. I'm going to ask these guys to look out here. What happens is that we look out, and life can be challenging sometimes. Jeremy, get an amen on that one? Amen. amen. <laughs> and then what can happen is all of a sudden we start to see the lights all around. Go ahead and turn them on, folks. Isn't that beautiful? Folks, this is so beautiful. I just want to cry. <laughs> you know, the beauty of that, the beauty of that, it gives us a path for our way home. For that light to be born again in our hearts, which is what we celebrate. And it's not a light that we learn to just keep. It's a light that we learn to give to each other. Thank you, folks. Dane, you got to come up here for a second and see how cool this looks. Doesn't that look pretty good? It does look beautiful. The beauty of that. Folks, dear friends, carry the light. 
Allow this Christmas to be something. It opens something in you. Allow it to be that still, small voice that breaks something open in your heart. Something where you can carry that light and and allow others to share with you a light that can go ever stronger, ever more gracious, bringing you peace, bringing you hope, bringing you joy. And the last and always final word is bringing you love. Amen. As the band comes out, I'm going to do a last blessing for all of you folks. And then, again, warmly invited to join us for some refreshments, if you'd like, out in the lobby. And again, a final Merry Christmas. So, Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Lord, thank you for the light in this room. Thank you for the light that you've given us this Christmas Eve. Lord, allow us to breathe just for a second to feel and understand that on this most holy of nights, that light came to this earth and allow it not just to be a memory of a light that came to this earth, but a light that comes to our hearts, that moves us And that moves us too, to you, to others, and to this world so in need of light. May the Lord bless you and keep you this Christmas Eve. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you this Christmas Eve. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you on this most holy night and bring you peace and bring you home. Amen. And Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv. 